Hey Ryan, I'm thinking of starting another podcast. Yeah, and what about? How to sell black market toenail clippings. It's going to be a hit. Why would... Never mind, never mind. I don't know who would listen to that, but more power to you. Only issue I'm having is uh, where to host it. I've tried different places. I've checked out uh, different hosting sites. All of the hosting sites cost money. And the few free ones that don't, they don't give you anything like listener views or geolocation, like where they're listening from. And on top of all that, I still need to make my own website. You do know with Fire Talk Radio, where our show's hosted at, we use Anchor.fm, right? Huh? It's great. It's free. You can see how many downloads each episode has, where people are listening from. That's Anchor.fm. That's right. You sent that to me. Well, do I still need to create my own website to uh, get it to, like, Apple and Stitcher? No, Anchor does that all for you. When you sign up with your email, it gives you everything you need to host your own show and podcast. It gives you the website. It gives you the RSS feed. It allows you to attach it to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other ones. Thanks, man. That makes things a ton easier. Now, can you take a look at this rash? I'm worried I have monkeypox. Uh, no, that's all you, man. That's a personal problem. So, what was that website again? Man, you got a, such a short attention span. I'll it's Anchor.fm. Either go on your phone, your tablet, or your computer. I'll just send you the link as a backup again. But check out Anchor.fm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fire Talk Flight Number Three. We have now reached cruising altitude, and seatbelt signs have been turned off. Uh, We're expecting a relatively short flight today, uh, but there may be some turbulence in our path. Uh, So please hold on to your butts. Uh, Our crew members will be around shortly uh, to hand out snacks. Uh, You might get lucky and get a Stroopwafel. So sit back and enjoy your flight. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, Andy, for joining us at the Fire Talk Radio. Don't forget, if you'd like to call in, you can uh, leave us a voicemail at uh, 814-380-9820 or send an email to firetalknetwork at gmail.com. I'm Jason, and with me, as always, is Andy and Ryan. How you guys doing tonight? I'm Andy. Uh, yeah, I'm right. <laughs> Yeah, no, we all know who fucking Andy is. Um, oh, fuck. Just another day in the neighborhood. Yeah. So it's been two weeks since uh, our last one, and holy shit, I think the world has burned down. Well, I, I we apparently know, went I, back I, to winter again. I, I don't know when I don't that know. happened. It snowed this, it snowed this right? afternoon in Pennsylvania. It snowed in Michigan. It was Everything was iced <laughs> over this morning. I was... 
not happy, I, I think but... it was God's way of playing April Fools on the world of the Northeast. Uh, yeah. Just saying, hey, fuck you. Here's snow. Listen, uh, I'm in Kentucky, and that it's now. Hey, snow. What? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was the same thing up here. Uh, supposedly, though, like over the weekend, it's supposed to get to like uh, 70 in Michigan. Yeah, so that's what I saw. It was my area supposed to be like 70s because like all the salt trucks were out. Scooping up all the salt <laughs> off the ground for the last salt week. Salt trucks, all they had to snow. do was like wait an hour. <laughs> right? It was like, ah, yeah. uh, so we got a, we got a fun filled show tonight. Um, we, I, I define fun. I don't know. <laughs> um, it, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be all in good fun. We're, we're just going to get all different viewpoints. Um, I, I will promise not to choke Andy. Um, the best I can. Uh, no, no guarantees. I'm not even is. that irritating, man. Come on. <laughs> Although, speaking of choking, uh, no. you know, one of the things we're going to talk about today is uh, the Derek uh, Chauvin. Chauvin. How do you say his name? Chauvin. Chauvinin. 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 Uh, but uh, that guy, um, and he, uh, his trial is going on. They've done pick the jurors and. Uh, now, uh, the prosecution is, uh, um, bringing up witnesses and, uh, some of them are, uh, quite interesting. Which, which, which one is this guy? Um, in, uh, the for, Michael or, uh, not Michael Brown. Um, and, and for all of our listeners, I, it, I generally come into this very unprepared in just <laughs> <give> my opinion, <laughs> but which guy, um, which guy is this? Uh, this is the cop that uh, uh, killed oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. a guy in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, He's the one that used... Uh, uh, George Floyd. Killed yes, George yes. Floyd. Yeah. Well he aware. Was forced to subdue George Floyd and uh, unfortunately, uh, yes, rested his knee on his neck and then ended up killing him. Um, I, I don't know why you needed air quotes there. Uh, the he did. Why, I, well, I don't know if he quotes. did. That's what the trial is supposed to tell us if he he did it or or he's culpable enough to be charged or in what's going to be charged because they stacked like four different charges like against four them. or five different charges on yeah because they don't know what they get, they're going to get the stick yeah my my i i, I, I the... absolutely do agree with this uh what i don't agree with is 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 the air quotes there no he absolutely did kill him that's all right. All right. That here's is my, that right, is not in my opinion. Here's my opinion on this. Okay, after watching the full body cam footage, not the partial that was shown right in the beginning, because the partial of it, yes, Derek killed him right off. It's it hard to watch. It really is. It is. When you watch the full thing, he gave him eighteen opportunities to walk out of that vehicle. The medical examiner stated that he, he had a lethal dose of fentanyl in his system. Yes, and I understand where the attorney comes at where most addicts have... Excited uh, delirium. Yeah. So yeah. he yeah. built up a tolerance. So in our eyes, it's a lethal dose. In his eyes, it was breakfast. Um. Okay, you're, you're, you're talking about circumstances, though. No, no. You're not talking about the action. I'm getting to it. I'm just kind of building up my opinion in a sense. 
based on Minnesota police handbook, what Derek did is, in fact, in the law of their what they've been trained to do. Because Floyd, I don't, I don't think that's on. in dispute. I'm not saying what he did was right. I didn't say whatsoever what he did was right. Should he have held his knee that long? No, not whatsoever. Right. Should he have subdued him to a point to where just they'll put him down but not put his knee on his neck? Yes. Yeah. Full on. Do I believe George Floyd would have died that day whether he would have been pulled over by that cop or not? 75%, I believe he would have been an OD that day for how much mm. fentanyl he was taking. Well, that's, that's irrelevant. But that's my, again, that's my opinion. I'm not... Right. I'm not saying my opinion is correct in anybody else's eyes, but this is how I and that's, see it. And that's the thing with uh, a <laughs> with trial, you know, with a, is that they have to show for each one of these charges that it's beyond a reasonable doubt, which is a, still a high bar for each of these. Uh, lower as, uh, you know, with the different charges. Uh, third degree is lower than second degree. Manslaughter okay, is lower than... Beyond uh, murder, be, beyond a reasonable doubt, are you talking about intent? Um, intent is there for second degree murder, murder is intent. Okay. Um, third I degree murder. If I, I'm, I'm reaching back, so I, uh, um, trying to remember uh, from my training. Quick disclaimer: None of us are lawyers. Uh, I think <laughs> third degree is um, uh, willful disregard. Yes. Um, the hard part with uh, third degree, because third degree and man, first degree manslaughter are similar. Yeah. Um, and I think with third degree, I think it just all depends on it's uh, it depends because I think with third degree is uh, basically it can't be directed at a single person. So it would be like, you know, rather than saying I'm going to come over, Andy, and uh, shoot you or something like that. That would be you're a single person. It would be like you're standing in the middle of a crowd, and I just randomly shot in the crowd, and you died. Yeah, if you came over and willfully shot me, that's first-degree murder because that's— Right, because I drove there. There's right evidence. There's intent. Um, Or um, the example that everyone says, and oddly enough, this happened here in Michigan uh, to some teenagers like a year or two ago, and they— uh, lost in uh, to third degree murder was uh, throwing rocks off of an overpass. You're not trying to oh, yeah. necessarily kill or hurt someone, but your actions had the great likelihood that it would kill somebody. But they didn't go out and say, I want to <laughs> kill the person driving in, you know, that car number four. Like yeah, what you're doing is intentionally creating off chaos the, off the side, just willy nilly. I remember all about that. That was insane. Yeah. Um, so, so the third degree got thrown out initially by the judge because it happened to a single person. He didn't just go out and, you know, it happened to anybody. It, it was a single person. So the judge initially threw it out and then a higher court on a different case, uh, was able to say, no, the charges stick to a different case. So then the prosecution was able to bring it back in this case. Um, My thing is they're trying to use other cases with this, quote, to resemble 
of what well, that's happened. all trial. Which, that's a, yeah, that's yeah, that's all. Trial. That's all trial. Uh, you know, it's um that that's precedent. That's, yeah, that's precedent. That's, that's all trials. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, first degree manslaughter would be. You know, I'm out and drinking as much as I possibly can, get completely blitz drunk and drive home and kill a family. That's first degree manslaughter. Uh, Second degree manslaughter is, you know, I'm driving down the road and I know that, uh, you know, I'm not a good driver, basically. (laughs) And I end up reacting wrong uh, to a cat running out and I kill somebody. Or even if I'm an okay driver, I react wrong to a cat running out and I kill somebody. Um, yeah. So, uh, so again, to everyone, I'm not a lawyer and I'm trying to reach back like 15 years to remember which one has which level of. Um, I know first and second degree, though, do have an intent. You have to intend. First degree means you pre-plan it. Second mm-hmm. degree means... You planned it, but it doesn't mean you had to like plan out the steps ahead of time. Like, well, it, uh, second degree is intent, right? Uh, it's not planning; it's just intent. Uh, I I'm in the right place at the right time. Was, this is gonna uh, happen, right? Was crime of passion? Right, right. Well, first degree. I mean, yeah, everyone says first a crime of passion, but it's it's still intent. Uh, you know, yeah. I hate Ryan, so therefore I'm going to spend uh, and figure out. Okay, I'm going to drive to his house. I'm going to wait until it's you know this happens, and then this happens, and then I'm going to break in. And man, he's yeah. sitting right there. I'm. I'm gonna, I can't shoot I'm through just the internet. Run down my hall, butt naked <laughs> with peanut butter and oil, and see what happens. <laughs> so, so this is the thing. Um, did what? Chauvin did what Chauvin did was wrong. It was. There there is no argument. There isn't. And I really hate to go down on this down this path because this is a public thing and it's very racially charged. What he did was wrong. I, I don't think that anybody's really disputing that. Um, I do not necessarily agree, and again, I'm not a lawyer or a judge or a juror in this particular case. I do not, desi- I, I, I don't agree with the amount of charges that have been brought forth. Right. Um, it, it should a like- charge be brought forth? Yes. That I, I don't think that... It, any of us can dispute that. Um, but I, I, I feel that the, the charges that are being brought are, it's, this is willy-nilly. Right. Right. They're I, throwing I, whatever they can, hoping one of them is what yeah. is going to stick. It, well, it's like a wet noodle, like a handful of wet noodles to the wall. Yeah. Uh, to see what sticks to the wall. Uh, but, or but to the get them thing, to plea. Yeah. yeah, that's usually that's, how why they stack charges is to get the person to plea. Yeah, and 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 that's the other thing is is <laughs> it, it's I I don't think it's going to be any any shock to anybody that he's probably going to go to jail for a bit. 
I, I, I don't I think don't, that I don't that's... See, I don't see why he wouldn't go to jail. I mean, jail time I, is, is something that's going to happen. I think, yeah, in, I think in, the... In his, in his life. Uh, and the hard part, it should, in my opinion. Um, my my um, question is, is with the uh, the jury, because no matter who they put on the jury, it's still in Minnesota. It's still very politically and uh, I mean, uh, charged in the area. Um, jurors, some of them have actually asked to be taken off the jury pool. Um, it, not the it, ones it, that are it, currently yeah. on it, but some well, of them maybe. have asked to be taken off because they're afraid of what could happen to them if they make the wrong decision. I, I um, think that's a, a fair. I, I think that's they're a all fair on thing. screens and they're all black faced out, so you can't. They they can hear, you can't see any of their faces. So, um, I mean, ABC News and fucking New York Times was explaining that because of all the threats that they were getting because people yeah. were being threatened. Mm-hmm. But not even direct threats the against right them. Thing. You know, what about the, the thought of being on the jury and going, man, if I don't convict him, they're going to burn down my neighborhood. Right? You know, people yeah. are so mad that it's going to start another riot like it did last summer. We're going to have a whole nother riot. And so I don't, I don't have an answer to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not in that position. So um, I think that's that's the hard part with that is, um, I think I I hope I shouldn't say I think I hope that what they make their decision on is based more on the evidence and not well that's their fear of what. Uh, is going to happen after the trial something like this i mean yes based on the evidence is the way they're supposed to do it but yeah but they're so still humans that's the thing i i've, I've been in enough take court. into account the human element yeah i've been in enough court that's why they always have uh closing arguments and all of that and a lot of times the closing arguments don't even talk about the evidence all no. they're trying to do is play on the juror's sympathies Yes, it it appeals to feelings. Yeah, that's what it's designed for. So, you know that's uh that's the uh, the hard part. And so far, the the people that uh, the that the prosecution has uh, provided um that that's what they've uh, uh, primarily done is appeal to emotions, not. Physical mm-hmm. evidence. Uh, they had the uh, um, the paramedic that said she hasn't slept for so many nights, and uh, you know how she was crying herself to you know uh, afterwards, and she was pleading and all of that. Again, that doesn't have evidence on what he did. That's her perception. They had the uh, the MMA fighter who evidently doesn't know how a choke works. Um, <clears throat> No, yeah, he fucking yeah. was a moron. Um, by the way, okay, I'm going to go on a quick tangent here. <laughs> this guy, um, I looked him up. He, the MMA fighter, who talks about, uh, I trained in MMA, and uh, I, know, I know how chokes work, and this guy did a blood choke on him. And I'm going, okay, well, I looked you up. You're a 6-6 six and six, uh, professional MMA fighter, so you're about middle of the road. Um, I know a lot of 
MMA fighters. I train MMA fighters. Uh, I train in jujitsu. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, the decent professional fighters and they may not be none of, you know, just because you're professional doesn't mean you're in the UFC. There's a lot of professional fighters. Um, a lot of times their record is, you know, like if they're really good, they might be seven and two. If, uh, you know, they're just above, they might be like six and four or eight and four, something like that. If you're six and six, if your win loss record, because they try to match you up with somebody that's in your same abilities. They wouldn't put yeah. somebody that's 30 and well, my first match, although it was amateur and I didn't know it. My first match, I went up against the guy that had 35 matches under his belt and it was my first. Uh, normally they try to put, if you have no record, they put up a no record against no record. Um, but what made me mad and I wanted to reach through is he called it a blood choke. He called it a blood choke. So there's two kinds of chokes. Uh, yeah, there's I'm wind and there's familiar. blood. Yes. And a wind choke, everyone knows it's the, you know, I'm choking you like this. Yeah, that's, that was not, it was not a blood choke. Crush your trachea. Blood choke has to cut off both sides of your artery, of your carotid arteries. Yes. Um, a rear naked choke that everyone is familiar with. It's yes. the most commonly used. Uh, initially, you want it to be a blood choke. You can uh, get somebody to pass out within about 10 seconds. Um, and then and- you got to let go. Yeah, and I've been there, and we always have new guys that don't tap out fast enough, and all of a sudden they're a limp rag in in your arms. Um, So, you know, you you start with the blood choke because you want their trachea inside of the crook of your elbow so that your forearm and your um, bicep cut off the carotid arteries. And it doesn't cut them off. It's, it compresses them enough that they lose about 20% of the blood to the brain. And that's all it takes. Right. Um, a wind choke is where if I'm not getting that, then what I'll do is I'll slide my hand back and I'll put yep. my uh, wrist right into their trachea it's, and pull straight back. This. Yep. Exactly. And it, people tend to tap more to that from pain than actually losing oh, sure. breath because you, if you were able to take a deep breath before they did it, you can hold it, that breath for you know a minute at least and not pass out, but it hurts like hell. So I, I, I feel that we need to address something here before we go any further in this conversation, and, and that is we are not arguing that what happened to George Floyd was wrong. We're not arguing that. Uh, What we are arguing is uh, the process of of this officer's trial. I I want to make that very, very clear. Yes. Um, Completely agree on that. uh, Because what happened was was absolutely tragic and should not have happened. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that, um, given the conversation, that any of us think that that is in dispute. We're right. just simply talking through the legalities of it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Just okay. To so getting no, no, back to this MMA guy, he's up there and saying, well, it was a blood choke because to choke someone, uh, to do a blood choke, you, uh, you pull on the side or you uh, push on the side of their neck. Well, that's a pretty big area. And well, 
And, I mean, and, and a blood choke uh, requires both sides. Both sides. And, I've had a lot of times you, where people will you, go on one side, and I'll lose vision on that side. Well, and if you've got someone pinned down on, on one side of the neck, um, and, unless their head is completely flat on the other side and being pressed to the ground, uh, you, that's, you can't cut off both sides. Right. And the videos, the uh, uh, pictures, you can look them up. There's no way that he compressed either carotid artery, either one. Um, even him laying flat, you have to look, he would have to have a rock right there. Well, he may have partially compressed one, maybe. Yeah, um, maybe I mean, with the boot, but even then it's hard. And I've done that maneuver that he did. In fact, every police officer that I know and that I've talked yeah, to has taught. done it. Yeah, it's it's taught to us in what's known as PPCT, uh, pressure point and control tactics. Yeah. It's taught to us. I learned it through the uh, the academy, and every time we had to take uh, in-service training, we do it. And um, trust me, we're pretty hard on each other. Like, our goal is to try to make our— Outdo one another. Outdo each other, yeah, because it's, it's an alpha male thing. Well, See, even the, that, doesn't, that doesn't sound great to me, uh, it, it, to be honest. That, it, it, if, if you're if you're doing a, a subduing tactic and and your goal during academy is to outdo one another, that doesn't sound like a good idea, because then you end up with a habit. Well, you're also you talking end up with human a habit nature of, of outdoing everyone else, and now when you're out there actually performing your job, you're outdoing. The, the person that you were trying to outdo in academy and, and I feel like that's well the that's probably not a good idea I, I'll I'll take it uh, uh, an argument against that which is if you don't practice it fully in the academy you're going to do a half-assed out in the field and you're going to get yourself hurt I, I'm not saying don't practice it fully I'm saying don't make it a competition Everything ends up as a competition, though. That's, again, human nature. It doesn't need to be, though. So That's what I'm saying. Um, it, it doesn't need to be, but... But it the, is. The three of us... I lost, we lost your audio. Yeah. So we lost Ryan's audio again. Um, but at least we can see him still. Um, yeah, he's... Oh. The Never microphone mind. has been muted by the system settings. Wow. What'd you do? Nope, you're still muted. By the system settings, it says. Okay, but anyway, so... Did you actually hit mute on the website, Ryan? No, no, he's shaking his head no. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is um, so what he did now, like I said, I've done that to a lot of people. Uh, there's a couple issues from a uh, um, from my standpoint, uh, you know, experiencing and being an officer, which is uh, one myself, and I don't know too many people that do that for nine minutes. Yeah, it's, it's um, excessive. Yeah, so generally. We practice doing that so that we can control the head, control the body, 
to get their arms into handcuffs. Okay, yeah. And if you have to do that for nine minutes, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, that, that person should have already been in handcuffs. Right, yeah. Um, so that's that's number one. I mean, if there's any officers uh, that are listening that want to you know, say something about my experience, if you disagree with me, by all means, give us a call. We'll put you on here, uh, 814-380-9820. Um, but then the, uh, the other part is, is he was already in handcuffs. So yeah, that's, that's the egregious part to me. Right. And when you have a uh, suspect in handcuffs, you are literally responsible for them. Right. That's in the law. Uh, In just about every state that I know of. They are in your custody. They are in your custody. For their safety. Right. You are responsible for them. So definitely, I think, you know, there are are big issues that need to be addressed. Um, I just, some of the, at least what they showed so far, I'm assuming the prosecution, because there's still two more days for the prosecution, because it's slated for three weeks. So you have the prosecution on week one, the defense's uh, um, uh, calls up their witnesses on week two, and then uh, um, they cross. They have uh, like extra cross examine on week three, um, and okay. closing arguments. Yeah, uh, and of course it could go longer, but of course, and it probably will. Yeah. So, but like I say, this like they pulled up this MMA guy. And anybody with jujitsu, judo, MMA, or just even watches the UFC and knows how a choke works would be able to go, no, everything that you're saying is wrong. And even the defense, because they couldn't say the carotid artery, they were trying to get him to admit that it's the carotid artery. This guy just kept saying the side of the neck. Okay. Um, So, I mean, I don't have an argument with that. It, 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 the move he performed was it's not a choke no no it, it's a it's a it's a it's a applied it's, pressure it's it's what's known as pain compliance yeah that's it's, and that is pretty are you back with us ryan i i hope i am you yes, are we can hear you, you now yes i, I don't so, know what fucking happened you know, but, it's it's like the uh, the twisting of the thumb and right, right, uh, a wrist lock, just... or you want to know what hurts like hell? Uh, I'll tell you, I've never done it to somebody else because one, I haven't had to, and two, because I I just don't can't see. Oh, that's too much pressure. It's called an iron wrist lock. Oh, <laughs> ow! Uh-uh. And the way an iron wrist no, lock no. is, is you actually. Uh, slap the cuffs. Usually it, when it happens, it's because you put one cuff on a person and then you they try to it. take off running. And what it. you do is you pull back on the handcuffs and you push on the wrist. Oh, wow. Ooh, pass. pass. And yeah. we practice that. Hard no. And when we practice that the next day, my wrists are literally like twice as big. Cause again, we're a bunch of alpha males that are alpha male, alpha female. Cause actually the, <laughs> Female officers, I think, uh, try to outperform us. Um, so they're they're harder on us than we are on them or on each other. Um, but you know, and then you have other uh, different people's backgrounds. I'm a wrestler. 
I've been a wrestler for years, so most of what I did was actually like wrestling maneuvers. Yeah. I could control people without actually Grapple. using pain compliance. Um, and then when I got to court and somebody, you know, I, I've had that happen where a defense attorney tries to say, you know, well, is this in your manual and this? And I can, I'm up on the stand and I'm like, no, but a, a middle school wrestler does the same thing to each other. And obviously they don't have a problem. So. Um, and, I've true, not, and, and whenever uh, I've been called on it, I've never lost, never. Um, the, uh, okay. the downside to that, as I was uh, chatting with you guys, is I tend to take my chances of getting stuck with a needle if there's a needle in their pocket because I'm, you know, body sure. to body with them, uh, getting bit. Yeah. All of that. So there, there's, there's a whole lot of re- repercussions for an officer that decides to engage physically. And, That's why they don't and, want to. They want to tase. They want to use pepper spray. They, it, yeah. You anything don't want to put your hands them, on people if you can help it. Anything that keeps them at a distance. And I understand that. Um, it, like I said, in, in this particular case, what he did was wrong. Um, I, I, I think that's universal agreement. What they are charging him on how they are charging him on, I, I think, might be a little, little excessive. I think, uh, I think I, it's going to be hard think... to prove a lot of it, too. Well, yeah, the, you, you have to prove a lot of things on a lot of these charges that I don't know that you can necessarily prove. That, that um, is, that's, the ultimate, that's the ultimate discussion there. Is, um, I mean, the saying is always... Uh, you can always uh, you you can always guess, but the problem is is whether anything sticks will be up to the jurors in the end because yes. they're the ones that have to come to an agreement. Yes, and I've seen I've seen cases like this in D.C. where they're hung and they have to do it again, and they're hung again. I mean, Baltimore is one of the top 10, if not number one, murder capital of the world. I've seen more hung juries. I'm going to look that up real quick. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it used to be number one. I don't know if it's number one anymore. No, um, it's uh, Rio. Is it Rio now? It should be. It has been Rio for like a decade. I don't know. Baltimore was pretty much up there for a while. Um, I know it's in at least in the top 10. But Are we I talking know, per capita? Yeah, per always. capita. If we're doing statistics, it's always going to be per capita. Okay. El Salvador is number one. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Jamaica, Venezuela, Honduras. Well, check just the United States. Because uh, um, you're pulling world. Well, that's what Did we I say world? About. Yeah, meant, yeah you meant, did. Yeah, I'm sorry. My apologies. I meant you just the United States. Uh, uh, let's see here. I'm going to guess Philadelphia. Philly uh, was up there. Washington, D.C., New Orleans, Jacksonville, San Antonio, okay. Atlanta. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, they okay. fucking Although dropped that down was 2020. 2020 is kind of a weird year and threw everything off. Because I, don't, I don't count 2020. 2020 is mostly an unlockdown. We can't do um, statistics in 2020. I know. That's the thing. So that one came from 2020. Right. Uh, let's go to 20. 
2019. 2019. Uh, number 65 is Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> got a yeah. oh, Missouri place. is number one. Yeah, St. Louis and Baltimore, Phoenix, Maryland is number while. two. Detroit, Michigan, woohoo! Number three. New Orleans. Things you should be four. proud of, right? Um, and at all, one but- point, uh, when I worked, because uh, I, uh, we had number, um, I want to say it was the number two and number three in the country uh, in the year two thousand. Uh, it was number two per capita was Saginaw, Michigan, and number three was Detroit. Wasn't uh, Gary, Indiana in there at some point? I think so. I think it was. I forgot Gary, why. Indiana. I mean, there, there was something Something happened. Gary. Um, Buffalo, New York is number 14. I wouldn't even think Buffalo. Oh, good Lord. Dude, yeah. people in Buffalo the, the, bored as shit, man. It's, it's higher than Chicago. Chicago was number 16. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at per capita, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, so we're about a half hour in. Let's. And, uh, uh, I think we should move roll on. on to the next one. What's what? What's next, Ryan? All right, so let's just go a little. Let's, we're going to talk about uh, what's going on in San Diego. Uh, San Diego, uh, they were using the convention center to uh, since all the homeless shelters were overpacked for COVID, uh-huh. so they put all the homeless people in the in the in the convention center. But now they're kicking all the homeless people out and having all the migrant children being placed in there for and giving them in-person learning when the state of California is all remote learning for just the American citizens on top of that. So you're, I know California is is terrible when it comes to their homeless issue and they and they can't figure they can't get a good solution behind it. Um, but I think during the pandemic, kicking them out of the convention center, I think, I don't think is the right move. And the hard uh, part with something like this is, and I hate to, um, back up, uh, California is, <laughs> uh, what is the right move? I mean, what's a good move? I mean, so, do the final recall on fucking Gary, Gary Newsom? I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's like two million votes on that fucking recall, and they still haven't pulled him yet. So there, there, there's a couple points uh, to go into here. Sure. Uh, okay, you've got a large homeless population in Southern California, especially. Um, you've got migrant children, and you've got in-person learning. So let's let's address those progressively um the that large homeless population that exists in in southern california is going to be there oh yeah there's there's nothing you can do about it it's going to happen honestly if i had to be homeless i'm heading to southern california that's why right? the homeless population in southern california is very large right that's okay i I'm not I don't staying know. in michigan michigan winters would suck <laughs> You die. I somehow, I somehow did. I was homeless in Maryland for two years. I somehow survived that. Uh, Fuck that. No, it's, it's oh, stopped. shit. I promised my mom I wouldn't say the F word. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Your mom's going to listen to this? I, I told her about the show, and she said she would listen to it as long as I didn't say the F word so much. <laughs> uh, Do I need to start bleeping? 
So, sorry, Andy's I mean, he mom. Can. That's cool. No, let's no, no, no. I I, I vote against bleeping. So the, the the second part of this is is why why were the homeless people in in the convention center in the first place? Because the homeless shelters were they were dropped down to fifty percent capacity f- due to the pandemic. Okay, okay. Well, they so they were put in the convention and the center. Convention center had was a big enough space to okay. to comply with guidelines without having the homeless all over the street. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which, by the sense. way, the distancing has changed now, according to the CDC, from six feet to three feet. Okay. So, and 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 then we've got uh, children that, and 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 mind you, these children. There's been thirteen cases so far. That thirteen of them have COVID. And they are not social distancing. It, it, that's not shocking at all. It's not. But, but I'm not saying in, it isn't. They're in an area that is now contained, and they're far more likely to spread this than grown ass adults that understand that. Hey, I don't need to get near that dude that's coughing. Children don't give a shit. You have kids. Um, they, that's, no, they they're freaking germ factories. They they will lick the fucking dog's bowl. What? When we I were kids, like, oh, your na- your oh, your best friend got chicken pox. I'm gonna send you over to their house so you can get the yeah. damn chicken pox. Well, thankfully so, now there's a shop for that. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't get one of those, but I, it just came out recently. I'm not, I'm that not long understanding ago. what the problem here is. Is it is it because they're migrant children? Is is that the problem, or or is it because we we? Well, I think there's I think there's two issues that I have with this. One is slightly unrelated to San Diego itself, which is the surge of uh, illegal immigrants coming over since Biden took office. Uh, anecdotally, interviews that news agencies had with uh, with them is that they came over because of Biden. Anecdotally. They mm-hmm. over and over they've said it's because Biden. Um, yeah, and why is that? Because he's basically said I'm doing away with uh, Trump's uh, holding you at the border policy. Okay, so that means they're they're coming because they think they have a better chance of getting in. Yes. Okay, but yeah. I mean, don't and, have a problem with this. And the, on top of that. The children part, and this is the sad part, is that um, there's the children part is that uh, the policy of Biden, which Trump had to close it because of 2019 and the whole kids in cages thing, was that if you had children uh, or children, they were automatically allowed in the U.S. We weren't going to stop you at the border. So you have traffickers that are charging people to say, come, you know, we'll take you to the border. We'll tell you and teach you how to uh, ask for asylum, whether you need it or not, what to say. And if you have children, uh, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, if, if they brought children, they were automatically allowed in. Yes. That's. I will need to look it up, but I can almost guarantee that's not true. Everyone is allowed in. They are sequestered. And in a lot of cases, uh, families are separated. 
but they're not automatically there was, there was a reason in. why they were separated yeah uh, when, under trump the reason why they were separated is because they were doing a DNA. they were taking blood they were testing the blood against the quote parents yes to be sure that they were actual families and not cartels might people coming through that's why they separated them to and this and it, it's on to top make of sure our, that they uh, weren't being bought and sold and being used for to get them into the U.S. Correct. Yeah. That I in the wait in Mexico part of the of the immigration process that Trump had in fact I think was absolutely I think it was the best idea. One, it did, Mexico lost didn't have to worry about having to pay all those tariffs. To accept that tariff, to accept that partisan for immigration. Now it's back to catch and release. There, were, if you haven't seen all the photos that they finally have now been putting out, the quote "kids in cages" thing. Now it's kids in glass boxes, and they're laying on top of one another, and look like they're aluminum blankets to keep they're in your the body emergency heat. blankets yeah but it looks I mean, like they're rat burritos Trump too you know that right oh i'm not saying it didn't but when ted cruz went and he was doing the videotape he didn't have a fucking intern sitting in front of the camera saying give respect to these people my my thing is Yes, it happened under Trump, where they had people there because he was following the so immigration that policy that was that in it's place. Happening under Biden because the policies haven't changed, it's it's suddenly bad. I, like I'm, on, I'm, I'm. It's the same. It's the same policy as Obama. It's the same policy as Obama, which is it was bad then. Yeah, it was. And you know, so, I don't understand why we're attacking Biden about this when this it's Biden's it's Biden for, opening up and uh, basically he reopened he, that. He said facility. we're going to you know we're we're going to stop the wall. We're going to stop uh, you know we're going to get more people asylum. What we're going to you know a wall for. That's do you know what this the southern end of Mexico is a full size wall. There's three walls with a gate. So what is the difference at the southern end of Mexico? Yes, at the cool. end of Mexico. Are we Mexico? But you don't think we shouldn't have you don't think we sh or you think we shouldn't have a wall to stop uh um, the drug trade or to slow it down, uh, human trafficking, murders, the drug cartels in Mexico from being able to just walk back and forth? I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I am saying that we need to make sure that those people that are seeking asylum are treated properly. I'm not saying that they shouldn't at all. I'm saying those that are seeking asylum, seek asylum. Great, fine, perfect. But having the family pay a coyote, because I saw this not only probably about an hour ago, Hold where up, there a was coyote. a coyote. That's that a trafficker that brings people into the U.S. Okay. Yeah, the coyote. Well, they call they're, yeah they're called coyotes. Brought two children over the fence, climbed the fourteen foot fence, dropped a five year old and a three year old on the other side, took twenty grand and and then left them to just 
live or die at the other end of the fence. The only reason why those kids got seen is because there was a camera, there was a thermal camera catching them. Mm-hmm. If that camera wasn't there, nobody would have known those children were there. That's why I say coming in at at the proper gate yeah. or proper entry point of the border, I think would be the best way to start. You know, Not same just thing, uh, coming uh, in at the any point that they that comes into the U.S. comes through Mexico. the American-Mexico border. Okay. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm kills thousands it. upon thousands of people every year. I, I'm not discounting that. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to say that a, a wall is going to stop it. What do you think you're, what, what do you think you're going to do when a wall is built? They're going to dig under it. It's, so, a, it's a deterrent. It, nothing's going to stop some stop 100%. <laughs> but if it slows it down, if it gives time for, uh, uh, Border Patrol, DHS, all of any of that. Uh, but it wasn't just the wall they stopped. It was the technology spot of the wall that was also stopped. They were supposed, after the wall was put up, there were supposed dis- to be cameras. That I disagree with. Be, be, because you, you can stop a whole lot of shit with some technology. Right. I'm not saying, but that the technology part, part was part of that bill for the build. When they when Biden stopped them building the wall, he basically they couldn't said, put up the cameras. Everything. They stopped everything. And okay. and the thing is, uh, with the wall, I know we're kind of going off sideways yeah, from and, and the original. We're, but we're, the thing, yeah. we're, but the we're thing with the, the wall is that it's a physical barrier. Um, you know, it's the way that I explain it is: imagine it's like you can either have. Uh, a door on your and you know on the threshold of your house you can have a door or you can have an open you know just a nothing there if it's nothing anybody mm-hmm. can walk in and out without you being able to do anything if there's a door there and it's unlocked they can pretty much come in and out as they want but if you put a lock on that door anybody can kick it down if they want to come in they can come in through the windows they can but it's that physical barrier that you gives you time to be able to react to it and that's the same thing with the wall it's not going to stop at a hundred percent but maybe this isn't worth my time right so that's that's the point of the wall um in the technology having the the cameras and all of that so that you can monitor it um, this way, this way, they're know, not. The reason having... coyotes got their name is because they would move people over in the middle of the night. Yeah. So w- what I'm saying is, is those folks coming asking for asylum, uh, I agree with this administration's uh, stance on that. In, in that, these folks are seeking asylum, and we should do everything we can to help them. I understand where you're coming from, from a security and human trafficking standpoint. I just don't know that it needs to be that extreme. Well, the thing, again, the hard part with uh, the whole seeking asylum is you have to have a reason to seek asylum. You can't just say, oh, I'm and from South go- America, I'm seeking asylum. And you have to go through the proper channels. And you have to go so. through the proper channels, you have to have the right reasoning. 
well, we can't just let and say, okay, we're going to let 5 million people in this month or this year because they all want asylum in the U.S. The whole point of asylum is I'm afraid for my life. You know, either my government, uh, it can be personal, I believe, if there's certain people after me, you know, cartel, and something, you have to have reasoning. Yes. The, uh, the thing is, is these coyotes are charging people in like Honduras and stuff like that to uh, that want to come into the U.S. just to be in the U.S. And if they'll charge them, you know, $5,000, $10,000, whatever it is, to bring them up into the U.S., tell them exactly what to say to see, to be able to get asylum. And if they don't have children, they'll provide children. They'll uh, to oh, give God. to the people to, so that they can make it in, knowing that yeah. our borders are okay, poorest when it comes to children. That's a fair point. I, I would like uh, one of you guys to send me documentation on that. So I can see that because yeah, that yeah, I, yeah, I can find. I'll I'll pull it up for you. I'll get it to you. Okay. So um, anyway, so that's that's one problem that I have is is that you know it's not just that a bunch of children because children aren't coming up on their own. They're no. you know they're coming up and they're being separated from the the people that brought them because they were brought illegally from people. Um, so that's that's one problem. We need to stop it before it reaches our border, so that we don't have, you know, kids in cages. Whether it, well, I, I think Mexico my my thing is, it, is that but, we, uh, we, with the homeless, with the home, we're back. We're going. I'm going to go back to the San Diego issue, and um, we have an issue with because it'll 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 tie together with the issue is that. Okay, we're putting all the homeless back out. We, I mean, we have a hard time taking care of our own, let alone taking care of Tom, Dick, and Harry from Mexico. No, you. I'm not saying that we can't. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. No, Ryan, you specifically mentioned that these homeless people were displaced for children. Are you gonna? Okay, are yes. you gonna put children on the streets? There. There are children under overpasses in Texas right now because they have no room and facilities. Right. But are you specifically going to put children? That, that's the where the, this is where this decision is hard. Okay. I'm not. I want to say. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter if they're immigrant children. What matters is that they are children. Are you going to put children on the streets? No, but are you going to take those children in? I would. And that's exactly what they did. So are you going to put children on the streets, Ryan? And, and No. No, and I'm, I realize I'm being an asshole right now. No, no, you're fine. But, I'm, not, but, I'm, not, I'm not upset whatsoever. But no, I will not tolerate whether those children are immigrants or not. You got grown-ass adults. My thing adults. Is, is how those children were used to get here. I, great. That doesn't matter at that point. They're already here and they're children that need shelter. How they got here, how they but the got thing here, is those children usually when they're come when they come here, they are supposed to supposedly already have family here in the United States. Most of those people don't. So that yeah, no, that's no, no. more kids in the foster system that no just Ryan, suck. That doesn't matter. What you have is a group of children that ended up here. 
it does not matter how they ended up here, why they ended up here. It is a group of children that need shelter. And I'm sorry if you disagree with me on this, but this will make me really effing angry. If you think that these children shouldn't have shelter. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. But I I never said that they shouldn't have shelter. It's just... I'm not saying that they shouldn't have shelter. I'm saying that the Biden administration should have had a better solution, had a better to be able to um, be able to provide for everybody. Okay. I'm not saying that the children shouldn't have shelter. I'm not saying the homeless shouldn't have shelter. I'm saying that they, there should have been a better plan in place than, oh, we'll just wing it. That is my thought. On. What are you doing in an emergency? I always have a plan for an emergency. Every emergency? Damn near almost every emergency. Okay, cool. Do you have a plan for uh, 300 children arriving at your house? But I would never have asked for 300 and some children to come to my house. Then, then you that's not an emergency. An emergency is something you didn't ask for. And all. Um... All right, we're going to move on. <laughs> no, um, no. <laughs> um, so, so my thing is with this is there's no, there's no right and easy answer, but no, I think there's not. better answers than displacing one group to um, for another group. I agree with that point. You should so, not displace one in favor of another. Right. But children, man. But there's other there's other domes, there's other places to keep them. Maybe. So, um, but the other part that I have with this is you have children in California. Um, now we're going back on lockdown in Michigan. Uh, you have children that um, are having mental uh, cognitive issues, uh, depression, yep. suicides, because they're distance learning. They're not in school. They're not being taught by teachers. Uh, I know, I think we talked about this the last time. I know people that are uh, failing their classes because of distance learning, because teachers are not teaching them, because the teachers' union, more so, I think, than the teachers themselves. Well, it's, and I only say this because I know teachers and they want to be in school. They hate yes. teaching. And, 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 and that's very important um, for children. You're right. So you have them not teaching in class because of COVID, but we are going to um, send them into this population of kids that are closely contacted where the COVID could literally skyrocket and they have to teach there. And I think I have a problem with the teachers union, not because they're teaching them in person, but because they're not teaching at schools in person. Well, are these teachers volunteers? I don't know. Does it say it in there? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have anything for that one. 
I, I mean, if they're volunteers, then, you know, obviously they're, they're willingly doing it. Uh, but it is also, in that situation, going to be a quarantine area. So whatever happens there can be contained. Okay, but at the same time, you're, you know, you have children at schools that need, that should be in school, that need teachers. And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you on this point. Uh, what I'm saying is, is, is this is a, a situation where these children obviously aren't going to be enrolled in a school. They're contained in a, a specific place. Um, if, if teachers want to volunteer to go do that, that's fine. Um, in my mind, because these children are constantly in a controlled environment. Whereas you, you send other children to school, uh, you, you don't know where they've been before they, before they went, came to school. Yeah, I mean, you don't know that. You, you don't know what they got into. You don't know where their parents have been. You don't know what kind of cousins have come up and things like that. Like, I understand where you're coming from. And, and I understand that the, the mental toll on, on our country's children is massive right now. And I think I see it, but it is massive. But here you have a chance in a controlled environment to help some kids out. Um, sorry. Sorry. Um, I, I understand the toll. Uh, that, that this is taken on all of us. But I honestly think that, especially if it's volunteers, um, not people that we're compelled to, um, that I don't have a problem with it. And sorry, sorry I got emotional there. I'm looking up another uh, article that says uh, have been told uh, they can change their regular work assignments from teaching American students virtually to teaching uh, illegal migrant children in person um, and they're being paid for it by their school district. Okay, so they chose to and the they chose to then the school district already had a budget for it. So, well, they're taking their budget of whatever it is. I mean, I'm sure they didn't have one ahead of time. Um, but either way, they're taking away from one to give to the other. Okay. So, uh, children are children. Rather than, rather than the school district saying, we're going to open up and let kids give, go back to school because that's also the right thing to do. Yeah. I. Uh... I, I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. What I am saying is, children are children, uh, regardless of if they're American citizens or not. They're children, and 
let me put it to you this way. They're kids. I don't care who you care for first. But care for them. That's how I look at it. Um, and and if, if some of these teachers wanted to go teach in person to immigrant children, awesome. You're caring for children. That's how I look at it. And and I'm sorry I got emotional and got angry at it. And but no. A kid's a kid, man. And I think I think the problem is the teachers unions in the school districts double standards. Saying you guys can go, but not saying you can volunteer, you know. If you if the teacher wants to teach from home, you can and you're afraid you can do it. Or if you want to teach well, in a school, you can do it. How how are these kids going to be taught from home? They don't have one. No, not those kids. I'm talking uh, um, the school district kids. Okay. And well, that's the that's the double standard that well, I'm seeing. How is how is it a double standard? The school district kids have homes, but they. They're telling the teachers that they have to teach from home. The kids can't go into school. They can't see their teacher. They spend, as I've seen it, 15 minutes on a Zoom call with each teacher. Yeah, and they're in a class. They're they're doing distance, distance learning for kids that have homes. What I'm saying is these kids don't have homes. There's not an option of distance learning. Hell, for most of them, there's not an option for lunch. That's not the point. The point is the kids that can't, that are being told they can't go to school. They have to stay home and distance learn. And it's because of the teachers union. That's because doing it. they have homes. That's the point. No, the point is, is there's a double standard. They're saying you can volunteer to be in person with this set of kids, but not this set of kids. I'm misunderstanding the double standard here. It's I can learn from home because I have a home. They don't learn from home. Or or I can learn in person because I don't have a home. Like, I'm I'm missing something here. You're missing the point that the kids that aren't going to school are falling behind cognitively, socially, uh, have so mental health issues. without homes. So the teachers get to decide which ones are the winners and the losers? No. That's exactly what they're doing. They're saying, you have a home, therefore you don't get to go to school. Distance learning is not school. It is not. Okay. And the ones that live on the streets? That's not school either. I don't understand your point there. We're talking about homeless kids. They have no home. So even distance learning isn't an option. They could, so, they could project. They could do projections. They could do other stuff. But the point is, is and who's paying they're saying it's okay to go into there, but not to go into an, your own classroom. That part I agree with you with. I, 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 that's the double standard that's the point i've been trying to that. make i'm agreement on that 
But what I'm saying is you've got a whole gigantic group of kids that is at a massive disadvantage. And these kids that have a home and warm food and all that good stuff and internet connections and all that Why crap. Why can I not hear anybody? I don't know, but we can hear you and uh, your gain up is your gain is way up. His gain came way up. All right. I, I we're probably never going to agree on this. We probably won't. Um, and, and that's okay. Um, and sorry, I just when it, when it comes to kids, man, you you don't leave a kid behind. Um, and, and I understand that's where what you're, they're doing. I understand where you're coming from. Um, they're but harming kids. What I'm saying is, there's some options versus no options, and that's what I see happening here. That's what I see some teachers trying to correct. It, that's how I see it, and it, it's okay if you see it different. That that's fine. Um, the way I see it is open everything up. Well, we're not there yet. Sure we are. Every teacher I know has a vaccine already. That's great. Cool. Do the kids under 16? They're not allowed to. The CDC won't let them. No way. Hey, so that means they can be carriers. And you know what? Who are they going to carry and give it to? They can't be. There has been almost no. Uh, no deaths or transmission rate between kids. There's no studies that show that. Okay. I they're not to... giving it to each other. They're not giving it to... The, the, the fear was that they're giving it to teachers. Well, that if the teachers are vaccinated, there's not an issue there. Well, you're assuming the teachers are vaccinated. A lot of teachers in a lot of states aren't allowed to be vaccinated yet. Um, according to uh, the rollouts, teachers um, are one of the first people to be vaccinated. Every nope. teacher in Michigan was vaccinated back in the early January. That's awesome for Michigan, but in in a lot of it. So CDC has the guidelines. That's awesome. Uh, but the states set their own rules for vaccination rollout. So in a lot of places, teachers aren't getting vaccinated yet. Well, then they should be getting vaccinated so they can get the kids back in school. No shit. That's the te- that's the problem with uh, the school district and uh, that. They're I... saying you can go into this area. What's up, Ryan? Oh, no, I was going to say something. It, it, um, I 100% agree with you on this, Jason. 100% agree with you on this. That should be... Uh, teachers should be vaccinated immediately. Yeah, but the CDC says the school should be open without having to worry about getting vaccinated. Yeah, that that's bullshit. I I, I don't agree with that. Um, if if the teachers that are in the classroom are vaccinated, fine, open open the classrooms. But every teacher, administrator, janitor. Every adult in that school that works in that school needs to be vaccinated before this happens. Um, According to uh, CDC.gov, on March 2nd, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services issued a directive to all states to immediately make 
teachers, school staff, child care workers, mm-hmm. all eligible for the COVID-19 vaccination immediately. Okay, cool. Uh, that does not mean that the states have to follow that order. So if they not, then that's on the state and they should be held liable. I, absolutely. I agree with you. And I hope that they get sued up the hell for it. They can't. Unfortunately, because the the vaccine was dedicated not, for not sue for the vaccine, sue the state for my child's uh, intention for intentionally inf- inflicting emotional distress on my child when they then yeah then that, uh, that sounds like an emotional distress lawsuit yeah there should be there should be uh, a mass lawsuit uh, against states that don't follow that directive. I mean. The state of Pennsylvania has been open, uh, well, my county um, has been open for schools the whole year. Um, no one's had a vaccine. So I don't, I don't see the point. Okay. And all. I, I mean... And if, if it gets caught that a child w- was exposed... They they do let the people know that they were around. They close the school for the day or two. They do a deep clean. They bring the kids back. Because that's happened like twice at our school. Okay. I think it's uh, about time that we begin our descent and, and move into something fun. Like cinnamon toast shrimp tails? Cinnamon toast shrimp tails, yeah. What the fuck? Sorry, Mom. Uh, all right. Yeah, cinnamon no. Flavored, it's cinnamon flavored shrimp tails. Yeah, Cin- cinnamon flavored. They, they were found in a box of cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> what? So this, this comes oh, from uh, the Huffington Post. I'm sorry, toast. I thought this was on purpose. Oh, no. No, no, no. This, this was... They tried to say it was debris from the machine. This made like this was on CBS, like mo- on their morning show. Dude, I've been insanely busy for like. I was days. like, I, I caught that. And I was like, what did I just hear? And then I actually had to go read it. So I pulled, the, I pulled the story from Huffington because I, I've, I've, I have more respect for Huffington than okay. most okay. news agencies. Wait, 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 wait. I, I um, but, was, was it, was it actual like shrimp meat or just like no, the, no, no? The open shrimp. the link. Uh, open the, the link. Show notes, or I can hear. I can chat you the, uh, the link. Yeah, no one ever sends me the show notes, so uh, it's, all, it's all in the uh, in the Google Drive. I don't have a link to that. What is nope. this? All right, I, give me a second here. Oh, please tell me there's a picture in this article. Oh, no, there is. There is. There is. There's a picture of it. What did oh. I do with it? Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, they tried to say that it was... I put it in the uh, Discord, yeah. the link. Okay. Okay, um, thank you. There was... It was a... Uh, you know, it was like debris from the machine. No, like, that's a shrimp tail. Yeah, that's definitely two that's shrimp definitely tails. A shrimp tail. Oh no no! Oh no! Everybody that has looked at this has said that's a shrimp tail. That's, that's, a, that's a, a fucking tail. shrimp tail. Um, 
I, you know, I, I'm gonna say this. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I would probably, I'd probably try it. <laughs> just, to, just I, to see. I, I'd, I'd at least lick it. I'm, I'm just. I'm just so gonna be, I'm, just I, I'm imagining like uh, there's a quality control person as the conveyor's going along and they he's have to pull out shrimp. the burned uh, cinnamon toast crunch and he's just got like a bag of shrimp, popcorn <laughs> shrimp and you know Popeyes like, and he's eating and <laughs> yo man what, 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 what you got for lunch man I got some conveyor. shrimp cocktail you want some <laughs> <laughs> like I, I mean I'm 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 gonna be honest if I got that in my box of cinnamon toast crunch I I would probably at least lick it uh, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> just, just to uh, get the taste and just to make sure that it was a shrimp tail. Well, it, no, just mainly because I'm a disgusting human. Being. <laughs> 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 like, I, I would just I'm like I gotta. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you've you've done you've put some weird things in your mouth, so I could see you tasting it. So you promise never to discuss this. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I left that fucking open for interpretation. So what, what if you, maybe they're like uh, piloting a uh, a new cereal, you know, that's just called Shrimp Tails? No, 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 no. Okay, wait, no, no, let, let's listen. Okay, no, I have, I have to explore this for a second. Okay, so you, you've got, you, you've got shark tails. So now we're going to do shrimp tails and we're going to make it a cereal. So then we're going to coat it in cinnamon. Well, let's, let's go with panel of flavors. Uh, do we want actual shrimp flavored? Cereal. I don't know if I can no. shrimp as a cereal if it tasted like shrimp. I mean, okay. that would be just as bad as um. What if they made it like Captain canes. Crunch? Because Captain Crunch cuts the roof of your mouth anyway. Boom. Okay, so now we've got uh, Captain Crunch type cereal with. Uh, have you guys ever had shrimp ramen? Yeah. Yeah. I've no. Had that. Okay. So now you've got I don't need shrimp. Slight, slight hint of shrimp ramen in Captain Crunch. I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I can't make this happen. There's, there's got to be some breakfast shrimp somewhere. I'm, w- I'm waiting for you to just hit I'm that gas pedal just a little bit more to go yeah, off that cliff. Yeah. See, I'm with Jason. I was like, I gotta look up breakfast. Yeah, I'm sure somewhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. What was it? I saw a meme of someone posting that there are uh, clam flavored candy canes. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I was like, oh, dude, there, no. there is breakfast shrimp. There is. Do you know Denny's used to have a breakfast, no a shrimp breakfast dish? Yeah, it wow. was a skillet. It was low one of those country, skillet meals. country breakfast shrimp. <laughs> shrimp breakfast tacos. Ugh. Oh no, that sounds awesome. Actually, I could I could see that. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, spicy I, shrimp omelet recipe. Icy. I grew spicy. I grew up in Maryland, oh, okay. so it was never shrimp for me. It was always crab. <laughs> you know, I'll admit when I lived out in Oregon, that was my. Uh, 
that's the one thing that I miss the most being back in Michigan is being actual able to get crab. all of the Dungeoness crab. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, blue crab, crab versus like Dungeness actual crab. crab. Not like I got crabs. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Actual crab. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, uh, my wife actually likes the, uh, the 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 shredded crab substitute stuff. The imitation. Yeah, oh, she actually. I'm likes sorry. It. You know. Sorry for- you know, I for, for I like, dated um, a girl that was uh, allergic to uh, shellfish, and um, so but she could have the imitation, yeah, because it's fish. Yeah. I think it's fish meat that's flavored. Yeah, yeah. And, that's essentially it. Yeah. Um. So whenever uh, and she loved that stuff. So whenever uh, I w- I wanted crab, um. That's what I would have, and I, after a while, you kind of get a taste where you don't notice that much of a difference. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, fi- fire talk shrimp cereal. That's. I don't know that uh, cinnamon and uh, shrimp goes well together. I had to no. try it out. I could see like a, a spicy, but you can't make that into a cereal. Spicy cereal. Well, the milk's gonna cut it. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not a kid cereal. Uh, I couldn't see my son eating it for breakfast. Oh, that would be hilarious. Give it to a <laughs> four-year-old just out of nowhere. Chase, no, your Chase, Chase would be our taste tester for our our my son, creators. Okay, my son, I don't know where he got so picky, but he is so picky. If it's not something he's eaten a thousand times, he will not eat it. And he will go like Gandhi-style... Uh, I think, it's the, I think it's the age group because my son is the same way. Oh, man, like, I did that when I was As soon as he was like, before he was six, he would be able to eat anything yeah. that we would make him. And yeah. then as soon as he had after six, it's like, no. Right, right down it. the broccoli. You know, and he used to eat, we used to call him trees for him. You know, here, eat your trees. And he would eat, he would eat broccoli, and, you know, we'd sprinkle some salt. My son won't eat mashed potatoes anymore. I used to have to call it fluffy rice. Hold up. What? The, Hold up. You, you have a child that won't eat mashed potatoes. He won't eat mashed potatoes. That's He'll right. eat french fries, tater tots, well. He will not eat mashed potatoes. Mm. Well, what, have you asked him his reasoning for this? He, he doesn't like the texture. Okay. I actually understand that because so, I am a textural eater. There are a lot of things I will simply. The not thing is, I, I, I'm the, the same way. I can't. I, I did I it the same way. Pasta, and I called it fluffy rice when he was younger, and he ate it because he thought it was rice. Yeah, All right. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But it works even better. <laughs> My son, up until up until like about six years old. I would make him grilled cheese. He loved it. He would always want it. All of a sudden, I don't know where it came from, like a snap. I don't like grilled cheese. Spent three years. He's nine. Well, he'll be 10 uh, in a few months. Um, doesn't like grilled cheese. Doesn't like grilled cheese. Doesn't like, I don't like it. I won't eat it. I won't eat it. Doesn't like it, he says. Uh, about a month ago, I made him grilled cheese. Let me guess. And- you ended up calling bullshit. And yeah, and uh, I told them, you know, I'm like, fine, you're not literally not eating anything until I make breakfast tomorrow morning. And, you know, he finally broke down. He's like, all right. And he takes a little nibble and then he takes another nibble 
And then he starts eating. He's like, this is really good. You make really good grilled cheese. I'm like, it's the same grilled cheese I've made my whole life. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've made you this for six years. Come on, man. <laughs> and, and now here's what's even better. This is the funniest thing. Now he will only eat grilled cheese if I make it. If his mom makes it, he won't eat it. If his grandma or anybody else, because evidently I make it different than everybody else. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. It's how it is, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's how that shit goes. So, you know, what's funny. Um, and, and this is how big of a child I am. Uh, my wife will not tell me if she includes mayonnaise in anything. <laughs> I love I mayonnaise. Despise mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. So she eventually got to the point in her marriage where she's like, you know, I'm just not going to tell him what's in this. He'll eat it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm so I'm like that with uh, uh, mushrooms. Um, yeah, somehow, me too. You know, when like I was mushrooms. No, I, can't I can't stand, stand mushrooms. It, again, and it's like with you two. <laughs> it's like it's like that. It's twofold. It's like that slimy texture, and it doesn't matter if it's a dry mushroom. It's, it still has Same that with tomatoes. Spongy. Oh, I love tomatoes. I but I, I can't eat tomatoes. But I can't eat. I can't eat. Texture, but but eat then there's sauce. a second part with mushrooms is that somehow when I was a kid. And I want to say in elementary school, and they were teaching us about, like, you know, mammals and plants and fungus. And the teacher was teaching us about fungus. And, you know, she's like, well, this is a fungus. Ringworm is a fungus. This is a fungus. And mushrooms are also fungus. And then I'm like, yes, what? It grows in shit. I'm never touching a mushroom again. So my wife will make stuff. And as long as she can chop it up finely enough uh, that I can't feel or know it's in there, I'm okay. Your wife has to, like, thinly dice the mushrooms. <laughs> but if it's it down, she's like, I'm I gotta sorry. make it like a reduction. Or, or like, she'll, she'll order a pizza and there's, like, mushrooms, but she has to tell them to put it under the cheese. And then if I take a bite and I don't notice it, does I'm okay, really but as soon as like up, I'm up, chewing and I feel that sliminess, does she really tell them to put the mushrooms under the cheese? Yes. Oh my god, I need to meet your wife. <laughs> oh no, because that's hilarious. No, oh, I'm, Kelly's I, a character. I'm sorry about your 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 mushroom thing. <laughs> I want I, I I actually want to talk to your wife and and know to what links she goes to. To get your household to eat certain things. <laughs> I, I, I remember when I was talking to Jason one time, and I was like, he was talking about headaches. And I was like, have some chocolate. And he yeah, goes, dark chocolate helps. Yeah. And he goes, well, Kelly won't share it with me. So I I had the bright idea to message Kelly. And I'd be like, hey, Kelly, um, give Jason some chocolate help his headache she goes no he ate all the damn cheesecake i'm not giving him any chocolate <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said well that's fair <laughs> okay well i got no argument now <laughs> i was just trying to be nice and help out she she slept and he ate all my fucking dessert earlier so no chocolate for you i was like oh you're on your fucking own man i hope you enjoy that pounding headache Sorry, dude. I tried. Yep. That's 
I love my wife. Just letting you guys know that. I love my wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love my I, wife, too. my wife as well. <laughs> it, it, until I find out that she hid mayonnaise and stuff. Okay. Back to the real cheese discussion. Um, one I did not know, um, she, she made me a grilled cheese one day, and she used mayonnaise instead of butter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's all. That's usually. I do that. I do that on my buns for my hamburgers. I toast it. I toast my buns with mayonnaise on it. Yeah. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. Um, I also did not know that was a thing until after I ate it. Uh, (laughs) In about about 95 seconds. Because it was delicious. (laughs) She told you there was mayonnaise on it. Yeah. She told me about it afterwards. And she was like, this is why I don't tell you. Uh, that I put mayonnaise in everything, in, in in anything, because I know you won't eat it as soon as you hear the word mayonnaise. And she's correct. God bless that woman. It's yeah. like the word moist. Um, there's a couple yeah. uh, other things uh, <laughs> texture wise. Um, like I love potatoes. I love it's cooked. I can't stand potato salad. Um, and again, I don't know if it's the taste because I can't really get past the texture to get to the taste. I I have a real weird one weird one for you I will not eat spaghetti with spaghetti sauce I'm sorry yes yeah I that's... will not I, I oh. don't eat spaghetti with spaghetti sauce uh, I'm Italian here and that's the, the, blasphemy. The, 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 um, the texture... actually Ryan uh, that's a uh, New York that's not actually from Italy like that the spaghetti sauce was always on the side yes I mean my grandmother was Sicilian so yeah she had it on the side and but the, yeah. the 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 texture of, of meat sauce on spaghetti always just I I I, I never liked it. Now um, here's the other weird thing: you make macaroni noodles. I will absolutely eat the shit out of that with spaghetti sauce. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I'm I'm a I weird I, I, I I'm a weird be- eater. Um. <laughs> with. Wait. I was I was having a conversation with my dad this morning, uh, who uh, um, was painting a house and he needed help, uh, so he asked me to come help him. Um, and for lunch, uh, we had pizza last night, just regular pepperoni, and so I brought a couple slices. And Nerd. we're at this woman's house, and I'm like, "Where's the microwave?" He's like, "Well, I put it down." I'm like, "Oh, we need to put the microwave up so I can heat up my pizza." What? He goes, well, just eat it cold. And I'm like, no. 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 I've never oh. understood people that can eat cold pizza, but no. I know it's a thing, and I know people it's, love it. I cannot it, stand cold pizza. It's disgusting. It well, is. It's like I it's eat crazy. pineapple on pizza, and people think I'm fucking... I love pineapple on my pizza. I it's actually like pineapple on pizza. That adds, yeah. I, I, oh. my, my wife can't I, stand pineapple on pizza, but I like it. Yeah, I, I'm going to admit this. I didn't. I didn't even think about pineapple on pizza, Hawaiian pizza whatsoever. I was like, "That's blasphemy." Um, I mean, growing up, watching my grandmother hand make pizza by hand. Yeah, um, my wife ordered one, and I tried it by hand. My yeah, my grandmother showed no, me. I haven't done do. it. Do me. Yeah. Like hand uh, toss it? I used to, like when I was a teenager. Oh, damn. Not anymore. Any but I wanna get I wanna get a pizza oven 
uh, eventually when we get our deck built, and I'm gonna. Oh, I've been go wanting to do that. Do a, uh, uh, a do a, a brick plane like uh, an actual pizza oven that you put yep. a fire inside. Shit, that's yeah. a lot of maintenance, guys. Um, oh, dude, uh, I have I have a cast I have a cast iron um, grill where I throw wood in and I cook off cast iron stuff, and I have my my uh, other for, grill that I use. A long time, I would only cook outside over uh, wood or charcoal. I wouldn't cook over uh, propane. And then about two years ago, I got so lazy and got so tired of having to wait for everything to start and burn yeah. that I went down and bought myself. I spent a lot. I, I want to say it was like a four or $500 you get a Blackstone? Uh, propane grill that has like a side burner and everything. I use that thing for everything. Like it's soon as like right yeah, now it's, it's, it's warm good. out. I cook everything on it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not bad. Don't worry about it. No, I it's have so uh, convenient. Like, hey, let's uh, <laughs> let's cook this. Well, rather than heating up the uh, kitchen and everything, let me go outside. I'll fire up the grill, and oh, look, it's already fired up. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I love cooking breakfast on my on my flat top. Um, it always tastes. It seems to taste better doing on the grill. I bought uh, my grill. Uh, I just bought a uh, a cast iron uh, skillet that you take the racks out of the grill, mm-hmm. and you yeah. can fit right where the gra- racks go. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, oh, it's so good. It's fantastic. So, uh, what's your uh, what's what's your all's uh, current uh, favorite fast food right now? Arby's. Really? Yeah. That is not something I, I love. I, I I'm a, I, I'm a fan of Arby's, but it's not my it's not my number oh, one. Oh, I can eat that. Forever. Okay, what which which what's your go to at Arby's? Um, I like the uh the Arby's Euro. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> along with uh uh roast beef sandwiches and if I'm really feeling I wanna get fat, uh I'll throw some uh ask them to put uh get the um cheese sticks, the mozzarella sticks. I usually get the cheddar melts, the, yeah, the roast beef the cheddar, with man. the melt with the cheddar on it. Oh my god. No the other thing that's nice about Arby's is you don't have to eat it right away because it's a roast beef sandwich. So, like, if I'm on a road trip or something like that, yeah. um, I'll be like, I'll run, that's go through Arby's and be like, give, uh, 20, minutes. give yeah. me 20 roast beef sandwiches <laughs> because I can literally eat on that for the next day. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Hang on. What sauce do you get? If I'm if I'm really feeling fat, I'll get like the cheese sticks, and then you just follow that up with twenty roast beef sandwiches. I'm not eating them in one sitting. I'm talking like how am I supposed to know that? I'm talking if I'm on a road trip or something like that. Uh, and by that, I mean when I had to drive back from uh, Oregon to Michigan. Okay, uh, that's because a little I was on the road for. I can uh, see why you would need twenty roast beef sandwiches for that. Because I mean, driving through freaking Montana where there is literally eight hours of nothing. Well, yeah, Montana doesn't even have a speed limit because there's nothing. It's, it was ninety five. Ninety five. Oh, they actually posted it now. It was, was ninety five. Um, I was averaging about a hundred and ten. Yeah, most yeah. Of the time. Usually, usually in Montana, it's, um, if it's unposted, you can do whatever. Well, Just no, be and safe. then. Uh, the freaking GPS, mind you, this was, I think I had the the iPhone 3G, so this is like early in the, uh, no, I had an iPhone 4. Okay, so um, we're in, we're in odd seven. So, well, the, I came back in uh, 2012. 
So maybe I had the four and the five came out. Either way, it wasn't it wasn't like uh, the one now where I can just throw Google Maps on or, you know, it'll it'll track me and give me directions. Um, but I had one of them Garmin GPSs. Uh, and Tom Tom. Anyway, Ooh, so the uh, what I didn't realize until I was going through nowhere Montana was um, evidently there's two settings. There's fastest route or most direct route or prefer highways. My dumbass just thought you were still talking about roast beef sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay, so they have settings. So I'm here? going. So I'm I added on most Arby's direct route. Oregon. <laughs> all right, I have to ask because if we all know Arby's, has anyone tried the Meat Mountain yet? No, no, probably won't. Okay, but let me tell you the story because it's it's great. Okay, so your roast beef sandwich has two sandwiches. So, I, so I've got so no, I've got the, like twenty roast beef yes, sandwiches with me uh, that lasted me, you know, for a good portion of the trip because I could just reach over and eat them. I don't have to worry about anything. I didn't put any sauce on them. I mean, it was just the meat and the bread. But anyway, no, that's so what she said. Uh, <laughs> so um, it took me off of the uh, the main expressway. And I was going down, you know, what essentially are like, you know, uh, uh, back, uh, uh, like back roads, but not like it's slow roads. We're still talking. You I didn't know it's it had still an 75 miles an hour. I had not passed people in like six or seven hours. I hadn't I, passed the town in six that, or seven hours. Yeah, that's Montana. And <laughs> I'm looking at my. It has interstates, by the way. Right. Well, my <laughs> GPS took me off of the interstate because I was following the GPS. And so anyway, so Doug, you wasted like a, an entire day. So according to the GPS, I saved myself like 10 hours or something like that. Um, but yeah, anyway. you probably skipped. So you go from Montana instead of going to Washington, you skipped through Montana right into Oregon. Well, no, I was coming from Oregon He's to Michigan the other way. way. Oh, um, either way. But anyway, so I'm driving through and I'm looking at my fuel gauge and I'm going, holy shit, I'm under a quarter of a tank. And I don't know where the next gas station is. Next gas station, 483 miles. <laughs> so <sighs> as I'm going down this road, not passing anybody, off in the distance, I see a little town with a gas station. And by a town, I mean it was like a corner with a couple houses. So Butte, Montana. That's probably smaller. <laughs> smaller. Butte. And, well, Butte's the capital. Its population is like you know, 16,000 or some shit. Yeah. Sure. This was like eight. Um, so, I'd be happy to have a gas station. station. So I get there, and evidently uh, the gas station was for the ranch hands and the farmers to fill up oh, their stuff. They had the 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 only they had uh, farm diesel is about all they, they had. had. Regular gasoline because evidently they don't really use. From what I found out talking to people, they don't use horses. They use four wheelers on the mm-hmm. ranch, mm-hmm. so they yeah. need gas. Yeah. So, um, 
they charged me an arm and a leg for it. Of but sure. I you need <laughs> No, no. I mean, Ryan, what he's talking about is is when you get to those little country gas stations, there's there's two situations that are going to happen. They're going to sell the uh uh pink colored kerosene or yeah, whatever that is. That's all they're going to sell. Or they're going to charge you four dollars and thirty cents a gallon, right? And, and you've got no option. Yeah, and I had no. Option. You've got option. They yeah. they know you've got no option. Oh yeah, it would have been uh, like, here's my exactly card. What you're talking Please about. take it. No, they didn't take cards. Ooh. No, no. They took only no. cash. But thankfully, uh, I had I, I made sure on that trip that I had like uh, two thousand dollars of cash oh, yeah. just in case. Oh yeah. When you're going um, through the country, always carry cash. Yeah. Nah. When, when, once, once you get out of cell phone range, ain't nobody taking a car. Yeah, and there was no cell phone range in where I was at. Absolutely. So, um, there was nothing on the radio either, which made it really boring. I, I yeah. Um, You'd be so, like Ron White. I had to listen to the wind for nine hours. So uh, I would have shot myself. And so I, so I paid for my gas and. We're not talking like a modern gas pump. We're talking like a 1970s ka-ching, yep. ka-ching, like yep. the guy is out there, and I'm watching this little thing flipping around. And they always insist on either pumping it for you or watching you do it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They. Oh, he was standing over my shoulder. like, <laughs> um, And it didn't tell you how much it was. It just said, you know, you put in, uh, you know, 11 gallons of gas. Well, that is one hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, basically. So anyway, so <laughs> your like, card was right. declined because we don't take cards. I'm uh, be so now I go. Um, do you have gas cans? Can I get a gas can? Oh, shit, no. And Dude. he's like, no, we don't carry that. <laughs> but and I go, is there any place oh. I can eat or anything? Because I'm getting tired of my Arby's. And he goes, well, there's an inn right, uh, you know, a couple miles up. Just go up a couple miles, hang up right, uh, you know. And I'm like, and he gave me the name of the road. And I'm like, okay. So I go up a couple miles. I hang a right. It's a dirt road. And I go into this town. And by, again, if I swear to God, I went back 100 years if it wasn't for the cars there. Because I... Mean... I in this town, when he said there was an inn, I'm looking an and I'm going, okay, there's no inn. I it's see a, a bar and it said saloon on it. Yep. Yep. So I go in the saloon and I felt like in an old Western, when you open up the door yep, <laughs> and everybody is in these 10 gallon hats and everybody turns and looks at me, yep. looks at the guy in the baseball cap. Record scratch. Oh, you're in your yes. shot. You're wondering how I ended up here. And so I go up to the bar and ask, I'm like, um, can I get a beer and, uh, you know, can, and a, uh, no, you um, can't get a something beer. to, uh, <laughs> and something to, uh, to eat. And they go, well, the only beer they had was, um, what's the one with the mountains on it? Uh, Coors. Coors Light. Man, I. Which I can't stand Coors. Never could. What? Come on, yeah. man. I couldn't. Come on. I can't stand Coors. 
So they had Coors, and I'm like, do you have anything else? And she looked behind her, and she goes, we got whiskey. That's what people drink. Yep. I'm like, really? Yep. Oh, give me a whiskey. Welcome to the country, man. And I go, what do you have to eat? And she points to the George Foreman grill and and goes, I got hot dogs. I'm like, that it? And she goes, not unless you want to go across the street to the inn. I'm like, Where's the end? She goes, it's just right across the street. I'm like, okay. There's only one in. And it's over there. It didn't have any signs on it or anything. So I feel like I'm walking into someone's house. And I had my shot and uh, walk across the street to the end and go, go in there. And this little old lady comes out, nicest lady in the world, and asks if I'm staying or, uh, um, or if I'm eating, and I'm like, do people even stay here? Like, what What do you have? She hopes. But anyway, so they're hoping like, for oh, you I, to stay. I'm eating, I need some food. She goes, all right, what do you want? Um, do you have a menu? No. I'm like, okay. What do you got? Uh, Fried bologna, never... let's go. I'm like, what do, you, what do you have? And she, like, rattled stuff off, and she's like, I make a really good uh, country fried steak and uh, mashed potatoes. I'm like, Done. okay. I'm watching her from the three tables into the back where she is literally pounding out. It's not like when you go to a restaurant and like, oh, I'm getting a country fried steak and they grab this frozen country fried steak, throw it in the uh, deep fryer. No, she is pounding it out. Oh, she nice. is boiling the potatoes. Um like making everything literally from scratch she calls out she's like you want some biscuits too yes sure. it took like i didn't get my food for like almost an hour but it was freaking amazing all right i'm really sorry but i have to pause real quick okay we'll just go ahead and take our break um we'll be back and we'll be back after this We're so back. We're, I'm gonna clap. We're, we're, we're talking about uh, Montana country fried steak. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so did it? But please tell me it ended up being good. Oh, it was amazing. It was honestly like I wanted to be like, can I have more? But then I didn't want to wait any longer because. Do you have an airport nearby so I can just <laughs> randomly fly in and get this? Well, and that was the best part is she, you know, came and sat down and talked to her. And I guess like she's like the third generation to own that inn. And I'm like thinking, well, Jesus, your first generation uh, at your age must have been like turn of the 20th century. Please tell me you didn't say that out loud. No, I was thinking it. <laughs> um, I would have said I mean, it. So, I mean, we are looking at Ryan's gray beard, so. <laughs> but uh yeah he, so he's, I, third, uh, he's third generation 1948 <laughs> i'm i'm more 50s than i am uh so the more i look at you uh ryan i want you to smile real quick i'm not sure i want him to do that I, no, no just, just smile just smile no. you, you can do closed mouth smile there you go. Isn't he that like a like form a of sexual harassment when you tell someone to smile? I know, man. No, no, no. He, he kind of looks like a hamster when he smiles. <laughs> oh. That's why I asked, because he's got the little gray beard. And it's like, yeah. So during our break, uh, just so I can show you, because I was telling you guys about the iron wrist lock and stuff like that. 
Um, I, gr- I pulled out my old pair of handcuffs. And right. this is how you hold handcuffs, correct? Yeah. So you have it to where uh, they're pinched, they're kind of at a 45, you, you so you slap pop, one pop. end in, and then you turn it up and you come down for the other one. Um, the iron wrist lock is you slap, when you put this one in, it goes around, connects, and then if the person, again, this has never happened to me in the field, but obviously it's happened to other people. If they try taking off running, then the way that you're holding it, you yank back on the uh, handcuffs and you push on their wrist for or their hand forward. All right. Okay. So lessons in law enforcement. Now I get to play with my handcuffs and hope I can remember where the key is. Um, if I can't, uh, they're easy to pick. I, I can pick handcuffs. Okay. I was going to say, it's like one, one tongue. So, so the, the trick is, is you just take a piece of metal, you stick it in, and you it's turn it, bend it, so it makes a, an L. Yeah. And then you take that, and you there's a little latch right there that you yeah. just connect on, and you just keep pushing the handcuff up and up and up. I got... We- we we do not condone picking handcuffs if you are legally handcuffed. Um, when I worked uh, that. when I worked for the news once, I got thrown in the back of a police car, handcuffed, thrown in the back of a police car, because I was at a uh, accident scene and I had an overzealous uh, officer there that uh, kept yelling at me to get back, but wouldn't tell me where to go. He didn't have it taped off, didn't have... So he'd yell at me to get back. back. I'm like, okay, so I moved back like 10 or 15 feet, you know, and then he's yelling at me again. I told you to get back. I'm like, I did. He goes, get back. And, hey, I moved back a little further. By about the fourth one, he got pissed at me and put me in handcuffs, threw me in the back of the car. Um, and I ended up uh, uh, using the uh, paper clip on my... Uh, <laughs> oh, for dude. for my equipment, picked the handcuff uh, and uh, called up my producer and uh, news director. Told him, "Hey, uh, send someone else out here. I'm in the back of a squad car." And uh, over the radio, about ten minutes later, uh, the uh, lieutenant is bitching out that officer over the radio to get me out of that car. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the guy you arrested just called his boss. His boss just called me. You didn't handcuff him right. Um. (laughs) And that was the other funny part is he gets me out. He's like, here, let me get them off. I'm like, okay. Yeah, cool. Hey, you want to take the other one off of me? Uh, What? Hold up. <laughs> I know yeah, I put was, both he was these not on. Happy with me, and the worst part is, is I had to I had to work with him like a, three or four more times on other stuff, and I'm like, uh, shit, that's him. Right. So, any, any other fun things we want to? I want I want to know how a, a giant boat got stuck in a canal. But um, it, the the Seuss Canal is the problem. That's what happened. What? So, so you've got wind and keel depth, uh, which caused it to run into the side of the canal, which obviously it's kind of sloped up from the middle. Uh, so wind kept blowing, front of the keel got stuck, ship kept turning, ship longer than width. 
This That's what I was true. thinking. Is it had to have like turned forty-five yeah. or something, so, or at so least yeah. gold. Uh, Basically, once once the front of the keel hit the side, ship kept turning and it, and it got entrenched. And man, when you got a two thousand ton ship, it's hard to move that thing. Oh no no no! I'm not I'm not saying that. I mean, you can't just like come in and say, "Oh no, oh no!" Guys on the side, and oh, they had like ten, fifteen tugboats. Oh, they brought in bulldozers and dug out uh, a good chunk of the side of the canal. You know that I didn't realize this when I was researching that that canal makes almost a million dollars a day. Uh, probably that more than that. at least I would think at least it makes that. It's like seven hundred. It's like almost seven hundred thousand dollars per ship to go through. Well, okay, so the ship that got stuck had roughly two point five billion billion dollars worth of goods. Yeah. So you you gotta yeah, put that in in perspective. That, that canal probably makes, I would guess, about a hundred million dollars every six hours. Oh yeah, easy. But the thing is, is like you think with all that extra money, you they would have made that fucking canal a little wider, um, a little bit more extra, deeper. Like you think well, that's extra money? Yeah. In, in this case, I think I think the onus was on the ship's captain. Uh, oh yeah, the, the not, fucking not captain fucked that all up. Not not accounting for winds, uh, and you're a container ship. You you I, you have to realize you've got a large height. It's like seriously, so, did you look at that ship? Oh yeah. Oh no, I saw it. It was that, fucking. That, that thing was that, massive. That, thing, that thing's the size of of an 18 story hotel. No, it's it's the Empire State Building. They they compared it to the Empire State Building vertical. Who's that? Or, uh, it was some the one of the newspapers. Okay. Well, I, I mean, uh, honestly, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, but then you have to take also the the keel underneath the water on oh, yeah. top of that. So, oh no! Uh, I'm, I'm saying it getting stuck. I think was pure accident. It wasn't intended to get stuck. No. My my thing was is like I was reading the news on it. And then Twitter was blowing up on it about just the evergreen containers on it. Yeah. The thought on it, I'm not saying if it's true or not. Don't don't know. Suspiciously, that okay. people were in it, like they were trafficking people through those containers, to the point to where the president over Egypt was actually wanting to pull those containers off the day before that boat got up. Uh, yeah. Released. I don't. I don't, it, I don't know that, that. I don't know. I don't know if they they would be able to legally allowed to do that, being that the fact that it's not theirs. I don't know. Um, no, no, I'm saying I, it, it's has something like that happened before. Yes. Is it more common than people think? Yeah. Um. In this particular instance. I haven't seen any kind of evidence that would suggest. I'm not saying that there is evidence that there in there. It's all it's all complete speculation. So I was like, I just thought it was very coincidental that they got that damn boat. Granted, yes, they waited for that tide to come up. That tide helped. Um, yeah, that's, that's the moon. Yeah, the, it helped by bringing more water in um, and lifting the damn boat up. And it get going, but I just thought it was very coincidental. They got it going after he made that fucking tweet. I was like, 
huh, that would have been interesting to see. Uh, yeah, and, and 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 I'm sorry, but the word, the word you got to look at here is coincidental. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying that there are people in it. I'm not saying or, there might be. There I, might I be. Doubt that. Uh, but, but I don't see any compelling evidence that would say there is. There, the, there is no. The, it, it was all hearsay, and that was in the article. And I, and I okay, will good. state that I will state that for a fact that it's all hearsay. It is all by mouth of word of mouth um, of word, word of mouth, mouth know, of man. word, whatever. Um, but I mean, I'm mighty mouse. You're canceled. Um, Ariba. <laughs> Or like Pepe Le Pew, you're canceled. Um, but the the soon as we can finally stop selling each other, I think a lot more people will be more relaxed. I think uh, I don't remember how long ago it was, but I heard somewhere about uh, from a report that they estimate there's more slavery going on in the world than there was uh, right now than 150 years ago. I, I believe would it would not shock me. So between the Middle East, India would not surprise me whatsoever. Well, even no. here in America, you know, oh, yeah. in here, um, you know, we talk about, you know, one thing we didn't talk about because it just happened uh, the last time uh, we talked was that shooting in Atlanta and you know, basically, you know, we still don't know what his if his motivation was racism or if it was, you know, he wanted to kill sex workers like he claims. But um, I do know, like growing up and even now, right down the road from me in northern Michigan, there's three um, massage. I'm using air quotes, massage parlors that everybody knows what's in there. And you, I've always been kind of tempted just you to know how much I love So if you want to work at weird laws of Pennsylvania, it is still in the books. 200 pounds of silver will allow you to open up a brothel. Okay. Now I want to know what the price per pound of silver is. <laughs> uh, I think it's 900. No, that's per ounce. Silver uh, price. But we are... Going on two hours now. Oh yeah, so I, I I think might be time to try to wrap this 206 up. Two hundred and six dollars. Really? Oh yeah. I'm thinking gold then. Yeah, two hundred and six. So I could I could I could swing that. It that's it's two hundred six per pound or ounce per pound. It's uh spot price is seventeen dollars. Price per gram is fifty five cents. Wow. And silver dropped since I worked in jewelry. Yeah. Um, It used to be gold was uh, roughly $1,100 an ounce. Uh, Silver was roughly $260 an ounce. Yeah, that came from uh, from, uh, Google. You know how when you Google something and it comes back with, uh, you know, at the top? I said uh, that's yeah. a conversion usually. Yeah, it uh right now I'm looking at uh um JM bullion. Okay. And uh silver price per kilo 
is okay. uh, eight hundred and six dollars. Yeah, that makes more. That sense. sounds. That sounds. That makes right. way more sense. Twenty five dollars an ounce. I was like two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars a pound. That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, I I, I always like that fun fact because there's I was like there's huh. kilos in a pound. Yeah. Yeah, so then that makes sense. So about sixteen hundred dollars, little yeah. seventeen hundred. I'll round up. Yeah, which would make far more sense. Two hundred dollars a pound. Jeez, be buying a bunch of silver then. What the hell is up with Google? I kid you not. Look. Um, yeah, you might have to share. Yeah. So application window. Um, so that's what I went off of. Silver price per pound. Okay. Right here. Okay. That's silver spot price. Hmm. But then you come down here, uh, which actually trades in silver. I, I have to look up the meaning of spot price. I've never heard that. But... Yeah. I wonder what gold is. Gold's going to be way more. Um, yeah. Gold, $1,700. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be per ounce. $1,737. But yeah, when I, looked, when I looked at it on Google, that's what it gave me. That's weird. I don't even know what a spot price is. I don't know. And then it shows here per gram, 55 cents. That, yeah, that doesn't make any Google, sense. you're wrong. It's not surprising. Oh, is that I mean, Trendshare? Oh. Was that the site? Uh, Trendshare.org. The current price of silver today. <laughs> I'm wondering what the date is on this. Like uh, 1920? Who knows? Uh, yeah, that's unknown. But, um, all right. So, you know, a few things we didn't get to uh, today that we might have to hold off till next time. I definitely at some point want to talk about uh, the uh, the Georgia uh, voting laws. And my, I don't understand uh, the arguments against it. Um I, I do think it was funny that the Washington Post uh, fact-checked Biden on his comments well, they with, with, with. Um, so that's definitely one um, voting law changes. I mean, we can, we can talk about that. We talked about, or not voting, uh, gun law changes. Uh, we might uh, talk about that. Um, and uh, um Outside of that, uh, don't forget to uh, get in touch with us. Uh, leave us a voicemail at 814-380-9820. And I think we lost Ryan. Otherwise, I was going to have him give the uh, email, which is uh, firetalknetwork at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are beginning our descent. We have, we, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. And hope at least four of you got a Stroop waffle. Tune in next time. Uh, we'll take off and have a grand old time. 
listening to a fire talk network production thank you for joining us if you'd like to get a hold of us please give us a call at 814-380-9820 send us an email at firetalknetwork at gmail.com visit our website at firetalkradio.com music provided by psychostick